0: Today, today, July 16th, marks the 54th anniversary of the launch of the Apollo 11 mission to the moon. This mission was not without challenges. As the lunar module descended to the surface of the moon, Neil Armstrong looked over at Buzz Aldrin and said, I think we're a little long. He could see that the intended landing zone was covered with boulders and would be an impossible place to set down. As they began to reposition the lunar module, a computer alarm went off, and then their flight displays shut down. As the control center in Houston tried to troubleshoot the problems, the lunar module hovered, burning precious fuel After finally being given permission to land, but while still 100 feet above the ground, the low fuel alarm began to go off. Imagine this. They were over 200,000 miles from the nearest gas station, over 200,000 miles from anyone who could help. There was uncertainty and fear and anxiety. And in this moment, the question was, would they simply pass on the moon and head back to Earth? Or would they persevere? Did they have the fortitude, the strength, the commitment? Although none of us have been hovering over the surface of the moon, I imagine we've all had these sorts of moments in our lives when the alarm bells are ringing, when the pressure is on, when the stakes are high. You lost your job what are you going to do people are pushing you and 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 nudging you and and prodding you to the edge are you able to bite your tongue and walk away or you're going through a terrible and a painful divorce can you find the strength to get out of bed in the morning in short we all face this question can we find the strength and the stability to endure when the pressure's high. Early in his ministry, Jesus was on the edge of the Sea of Galilee, and he was surrounded by a crowd. So he got in a boat and he went out a little ways, and facing back towards the crowd, he told them this parable we heard this morning Listen, a sower went out to sow. Some, fe- some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, and they sprang up quickly. But since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain. In short, what are we going to do when things go wrong? Will our faith be plucked away? Will we wither? Will we surrender our principles? Will we forget what matters most? Or will we have the deep roots that will allow us to stand firm in the face of adversity? Jesus later explained this parable this way. He said, the sower is anyone who shares the word of God. The seeds are the word of God, the gospel, and the types of soil, They represent you and me and how we can respond to Christ. In Paul's letter to the Ephesians, he writes, I pray that you are being rooted and grounded in love. The command of Jesus may sound simple, allow the love of God to grow deep roots in our hearts. But even though it's simple, many of us struggle to do it. So Jesus goes a step further, and he tells us how to allow the love of God to grow in our hearts. We're given three simple rules to grow a vibrant faith, to grow these deep roots that we will each need to face life's challenges. Three rules. First, deep roots take time to grow. If we hear the word of God once, But we don't take time to repeatedly and consistently develop a relationship with Christ. Our relationship with with him is at risk. Jesus said, if seed is cast on rocky soil and it grows no roots, the birds may come and pluck it away. Roots take time to grow. And unfortunately, you and I live in a world of instant gratification. Microwaves and text messages and emails. If you want to buy something, one day shipping. If you have a question, Google the answer. If you want to read a book, download it instantly to your Kindle. However, we don't get instant results in our spiritual life. If you want a deep and life changing relationship with God, you can't order that on Amazon. It takes time to grow deep roots. It takes intentional patterns day after day, week after week, month after month, and year after year. You see, you and I are called to grow these deep roots of faith by consistently making time for prayer, by frequently reading the Bible, by regularly reflecting on God's call in our lives. When we look at the Bible, it can seem at first glance like conversion is an instantaneous experience. However, for many people, faith is a long process of growing in relationship with Christ. Yes, Paul, for example, had a conversion on the road to Damascus. However, it took him a long time to fully realize what God was calling him to do with his life, to proclaim the gospel, the gospel to Gentiles and to outsiders and all the way to the ends of the earth. Or think of Nicodemus, who came to Jesus by night because he didn't want to be seen in public with Jesus. However, after months and months, he grew in his faith and he grew in his love of Jesus. And when Jesus was crucified, nicodemus was willing to publicly declare his commitment to him you see for most of us faith doesn't materialize in an instant it takes time to develop it grows slowly but this makes sense because isn't this the way all our relationships are when you first set eyes on them you probably didn't know you'd met the person who would eventually become your best friend or your spouse. Lasting relationships take time and a relationship with God is the same. It's a seed that has been planted and needs to be nurtured day by day over the long term. Deep roots take time to grow. Second, deep roots stretch and grow into every corner of our lives. One of, my regular weekend, one of my regular weekend chores is pulling weeds with Philip, my two-and-a-half-year-old son, who you might have heard a moment ago. How, however, although he is pretty good at pulling these weeds, he will occasionally find one and he'll yank on it, and he'll pull on it, and he won't be able to get it out. And this is because he will occasionally find a plant with roots that stretch everywhere. And this is how you and I can build a firmly grounded life, by allowing our relationship with Christ to grow and to become intertwined with every dimension of our lives. If our faith is built on rocky soil and the roots remain shallow without stretching deeply into our lives, will become like a plant that can become scorched by the heat of the sun. Think about David from the Old Testament, for example. He had such great faith in God that he was willing to face a giant. He was willing to face Goliath. Also, he loved God so much that he didn't care about what others thought. He was willing to dance before the ark. However, things began to go awry for David when he decided certain parts of his life would be off-limits to God, and David would be in charge of those parts of his life instead. David fell in love with Bathsheba, the wife of Uriah, and then he had Uriah sent to the front lines of a battle to face inevitable death. And the results of David's misdeeds, the peace and prosperity that he had spent years developing began to fall apart in the face of internal conflict and civil war, and his family began to splinter, especially through his sons Amnon and Absalom. You see, our relationship with Christ must reach out roots that touch every corner of our lives. And third, plants only thrive when they're not strangled by weeds and thorns. Jesus warned of the third type of soil. This one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the lure of wealth, choke the word and it yields nothing. The question for us is whether we can make enough space in our lives, whether we can clear away enough distractions so that our faith can flourish, or whether we have filled up our lives with so much stuff that there's no space left for God. Is your schedule so full that you don't have time for prayer? Are you so ambitious that you've become a workaholic and all you think about is your job? It's somewhat counterintuitive, but in my role as a priest, I occasionally meet people who find that they have renewed or reinvigorated faith after they have gone through a crisis, or after they've received a diagnosis, or after they've lost a loved one. And I think this is because when something goes wrong in our lives, when we have some sort of crisis, it can help us see the difference between what really matters and what isn't actually that important. And once we can clear away some of these distractions, we can create a space for our faith to thrive. In short, Jesus is telling each of us that first, we need to set aside time for a relationship with God. And second, our relationship with God must send deep roots into every corner of our lives And third, we mustn't be so preoccupied by the things of this world that we become completely distracted from God. And then Jesus talks about the fourth type of soil. He says that if our hearts are like this rich and fertile soil, if we allow a relationship with God to grow and flourish, we will be like that soil that produced 30, or 60, or 100-fold. Now, that's not normal, 100-fold. That is a miracle. And that's exactly the point. We have a role to play, but we shouldn't ignore the fact that God is also at work, and God's role is to take our meager, small offerings and transform them into this sort of miracle. Fifty-four years ago, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin stayed the course. With the fuel quantity light flashing, they sat down with just seconds of of fuel to spare. And after running through some procedures, Aldrin called the control center in Houston and asked if they could have a few minutes of silence. The radios were shut down, and then Aldrin reached into a pocket in his spacesuit, and he pulled out a small plastic container. He took out of this a small vial of blood-red liquid and poured it into a silver cup, and then he took out some bread part of a loaf that had been broken at his church where he served as an elder the Sunday prior. And he spoke the words, the body of Christ, the bread of heaven, the blood of Christ, the cup of salvation. Buzz Aldrin had the strength to endure despite the challenges because he, his faith had grown deep and strong roots. His faith had been an opportunity for him to consistently invest time in a relationship with God. His faith had roots that reached into every corner of his life, even directing his actions on the surface of the moon hundreds of thousands of miles from home. So the question we face is, are we growing deep roots of faith? Are we growing deep roots of faith? Are we also building up a long-term relationship with God that will nourish our lives and give us strength to confront any challenges, knowing that we are never alone? No matter where we find ourselves, God is with us. Amen.